Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 19 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we're talking about America's funniest home videos. My name is Joe Morata, alongside Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Hi. Hi. Today, you introduced me as Bob Saget. Well, we'll talk about Bob yeah. Saget, but today we're talking about America's funniest home videos, so keep your cameras safely rolling as we get into this here. We thank you guys so much for being with us, wherever you might be. We're thankful to be talking about retro pop culture as usual around oh, here. Oh, always thankful. That's what we do. All the funny things you do, yeah. just so funny, and I'm ready. America, this is you. And, of course, Great Britain and Australia and Canada, this is also you. Yeah, those variants. It's all of us. It's going to yeah. be so interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm so ready to dive in here. It'll be great, folks. Uh, but before we dive in, why don't you head on over to Twitter if you have an account there and follow us at AWM Podcast. You can just follow us there. We'll appreciate that. And also, if you have a Facebook, you might want to join our group because not only only is it obviously free, of course. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Facebook it's funny. Group. It's funny. But also, there's no drama over there. No drama. Right? I mean, people are nice to each other it's, on the it's, internet. It's just a good time. It's, I really think it is. It's a good time reminiscing about uh, stuff. The good times, if you will. The good times. And that's kind of what we do on the show. The group is an extension of the show. So if you have a Facebook account, search for Acid Wash Memories. You'll find the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, request to join it, and we will let you in. But, Quinn, today we are talking about America's Funniest Home Videos, a show that uh, for 30 Four years Good almost Lord. has been on the. It's still on to this day as of press time here in 2023. Feels like it ended in the 90s, though. In a way, it did, and that's <laughs> yeah. kind of going to be, be <laughs> one of the cruxes of our discussion. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the most popular, or at least the, the era that we grew up with, the Bob right. Saget yeah. era. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saget. The concept of America's Funniest Home Videos, I'm sure most of you uh, have seen it. If you're not in the United States, your variant of it either existed a long time or still exists. Yeah. It's basically videos of people falling on their butt and yeah. things like that. It's Tosh.0 or whatever that, but in the well 90s. Well before, yeah. yeah. These seven ladies are inseparable. They do everything together. They eat together, and they eat together. And now they're taking a break. Quinn, people have been falling on their butt forever, right? Yeah. I mean, since medieval times or ancient times. Oh, since yeah. Were people. So it was like, remember when my buddy fell on a nail or something right. and he hurt his butt? Yeah, this is funny, right? Yeah. He fell off the horse, yeah. you know? But what if we could record that? Exactly, and that's so what the show was. over and over and over again. Yeah, but back in the dark ages of 1989, you see, you kids out there, listen up. There was no YouTubes. No. You know, there was barely an internet. But there was the video camera. There was. The camcorder, The camcorder. It began as an idea, a video camera and VHS recorder, all in one. And they became very popular, I'd say, starting in the mid-80s, they became very popular, mm-hmm. became more affordable. Yeah, they came down, you know, Sony or whoever, all the, ele- all the electronics companies started finally getting a one you could buy for the whole family. It was still like $800 or something. Yep. But Just $899.95 with two free lenses and color enhancement light. Now people for... A relatively decent investment could film things. For a lot of people that had the cash to spare to get one of these, or the credit, I guess, yeah. uh, this was a worthwhile investment because a lot a lot of the target demo of this was uh, families, uh, dads would buy it when they had like young kids. Yeah, it was marketed like, this is a worthwhile investment because, I mean, when are you going to be able to document your family's entire, from 
A to Z like their whole lives, yeah. right? Uh, with sound, because obviously there was the 16 millimeter cameras that were very right. popular in the 50s, 60s, but those didn't have sound. I mean, how many people's parents like filmed, you know, the Christmas presents being Me? opened and the birthday parties, the candles being blown out? I'll have you know, I have my birthday of 86 on tape yeah. still, uh, Christmas of 89 on tape still. See, my parents didn't, they, they didn't get involved in this. See, I'm surprised because you were a powdered wig family, as we discussed last right, week on yes. the cable episode. Uh-huh. Uh, TV guide subscriptions and all that. Yet, no camera? No camera. We never Weird. had one. See? So you wouldn't have made it on this show. Yeah. But Quinn, obviously, to start in the beginning here, what is people falling on their butt? It's when they fall on their ass. <laughs> and, and then it's like, ow, it hurt, or ha-ha, it was funny. Yeah, and a lot of times there's other people around or that might see it, they might guffaw at that yeah. act, right? You know, and like we said, it's been happening for a really long time, but there wasn't an easy way to consume people making fools of themselves unintentionally no. anyway, until this show. Yeah, I mean, royalty used to just hire people to make fools of themselves. Right. That, that's how rare it was. I think they still do, just yeah. they don't market it that way. But you don't think there's court jesters? Oh, I think there are. You I, think they still exist? They're, they're unintentional court jesters. You think there's like secret court jesters that we don't know about? Uh, very good name for a Norse uh, metal band, by the right. way, the secret court jesters. Yeah, it would work. It would work, I think. But anywho here, let's get back to America's Funniest Home Videos. There were four runners to the show, maybe even five runners. We'll have to find out. Uh, I say Stop. That weren't exactly the same concept, but I would probably safely say that America's Funniest Home Videos wouldn't have existed if it weren't for some other shows setting somewhat of a foundation. I'm going to start with one that I bet everyone's heard of, Candid Camera. Yes, Candid Camera. You're on Candid, candid camera. camera. Smile. You're on Candid Camera. So and they brought it back a number of times, even like in oh my the God, 90s. A million times, yeah. yeah. Candy Camera actually got its start in radio as Candid Microphone. Mm. You could probably get the concept there. And then... Same thing. <laughs> just, same thing. Just with a mic instead of a camera. Exactly. I got N- it. 19... Very good, Quinn. Because the Candid Microphone is seven weeks old today, we'd like to take a minute out for kind of a seventh inning stretch. 1947, it started on radio. Jeez. Yeah, 19, post-war, though. Uh, in 1948, it was brought to television. Do you want to take a stab at the network, Michael? Seems like an ABC thing. You are correct, yeah. sir. Yes, ABC. It seems like low tier. Yeah, like because it's just cheap. Cheap, exactly. Yeah. It was Alan Funt was the big guy that produced this here. Thank you very much, and I want to welcome you to our private screening room, where we're going to show you some of the secret films we made with a candid camera. The original run was 1948 to 1954. What is up with that ABC? Always with the... The cheap? (laughs) Always with the (laughs) cheapest stuff they could possibly find that's acceptable. Business economics, man. But in case anyone listening happens to be unfamiliar with the premise of Candid Camera, it's punked before punked. Right. It's basically hidden cameras and people in situations that are very awkward or embarrassing. It's ridiculousness before ridiculousness. There you go. Same thing, right? And then at the end, it's like, smile, look, over there, you're on candid camera. Yeah. It's also kind of impractical jokers, but to a lesser degree. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of the same thing, It's a hidden camera show, right? I guess we're just overstating it, right? Or it's just a a camera show, just filming people, because some of the people, they were like asked questions and stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes. So they knew they were on camera. Yeah, they did sometimes. Uh, And this show, like Quinn mentioned, was brought back a million times. I'll just run it down for completionist's sake. There was a run from 1960 to 67. There was a 74 to 79 run. Mm -hmm. There was an 87, 88 run. There was a 91, 92 run. And then the one from 96 to 04. Wow, the 90s got it twice. They got it twice. And uh, the one that from 96 to 04, I remember watching, was Peter Funt, Alan Sun, and Suzanne Summers hosted that. Yes. 
Well, folks, if there's one thing I've learned about my partner, Suzanne, it's that if she puts her mind to it, she can drive people crazy. Yep, I'm afraid I did drive some people crazy in this next sequence. Now I remember. Remember that like, one? Wait, the mom from Step by Step is on yes. this? <laughs> That's how you knew her, not as uh, Chrissy Snow? Back then, absolutely only knew her from Step by Step. You know what Chrissy Snow's full name was? Christmas snow. Oh, really? I'm, I'm serious, yeah. In, in canon? In canon, yeah. In yeah. company canon. More on that one day. But anyway, that was one forerunner because you're using a camera to film people embarrassing themselves. Okay, so we got that concept okay. down. Dick Clark, a mogul. Oh, definitely a mogul. How does it feel to be a mogul? Yeah, you just got to ask them. They, 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 they'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, Dick Clark created the TV's bloopers and practical jokes specials. Ooh. If you've ever seen them, they were intermittent uh, in our childhood, you know, throughout the 90s. It's like, how can we make a special about people falling on their ass? Pretty much. Or people, uh, you know, being embarrassed or showing actual bloopers from television shows was another component. Tonight, we're going to be looking at scenes that were never planned for you to see. The scenes that usually end up on the cutting room floor. Those were always fun, right? I when love they, they those. were like, hey, we're hooked up with the network. Why don't we just ask them for all their blooper reels? That was great. Up. So similar in concept, uh, this began in 81 as a series of specials, and it was briefly a weekly series from 84 to 86, and then became specials again. And you've probably seen at least one or two uh, episodes of Dick Clark's bloopers and practical jokes. Ed McMahon was his co-host, you know, from Carson, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, for a period I of mean, time. I mean, you need somebody to laugh at this stuff. <laughs> There's also a country known as Japan. Oh, really? You've probably heard of it before. Nippon? And Yeah, Nippon. And they have their own television programming, obviously, over mm-hmm. there. The Tokyo Broadcasting System, the other TBS. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a television variety show known as Fun TV with Kato-chan and Ken-chan. And it was a variety show in the sense of maybe hmm, a Carol Burnett-esque I see. sketches. No, skits. No, Japanese comedy is pretty big over there. I've watched some Japanese yeah. comedy shows in my time. And these guys, particularly Ken, uh, was very, very well regarded in Japan. Very popular, famous comedian. Now, wait a second. Japan. This isn't what eventually was MXC, right? No, no, no. <laughs> different thing. Different thing. Yeah, because I thought that's Ken and Kato, too. It might have been a different series, though. Yeah, I mean, they were really popular. They were. But this was a variety show, how, and it ran from 86 to 92 if you're keeping track. So mid-80s to 92. They had a segment um, known as Funny Videos. And in this segment, they would have people send in home videos mm-hmm. and they would do humorous narration over them. I see. I want you to park that thought. Kato-chan and Ken-chan, Fun TV, okay? Okay. Back to the United States of America, though, when we have somebody to meet. Who? Vin DeBona. <laughs> Vin DeBona was a producer. Uh, he was born in 1944. This is another one of those. We've we've come across several of these figures, such as a Chuck Woolery and some others, that tried out being a singer in the 60s, and it didn't a work. A lot of people did. <laughs> right. I mean, everybody was making it big back then. <laughs> well, what do you think it was, the aspiration for becoming a singer in the 60s? Just a good decade for it? The Beatles. Yeah, Elvis. But ta- <laughs> you think, maybe capitalize on Elvis. We're I, I like- think everyone just wanted to be that. What about like country music? I mean, a lot of people yeah. went for that too, I mean, right? It was, a, it was a time that music was very, very profitable. You know? That's a great point. So one of the things that Vindabona did after changing career paths is he became a television producer. Mm-hmm. And you might have heard of this, Quinn. He was the producer for the original 1976 Battle of the Network Stars. Ah. The Battle of the Network Stars. That one's a fun one, so, right? I mean, what a, what an interesting concept, right? You have Tony and Angela versus <laughs> I don't know uh, who's another receivers or the something, receivers or something, yeah. in tug of war, yeah, exactly. Or something. And it's like this is great, right? 
Vin DeBona, so in case you want a little trivia, he was actually the producer for that. But he also became an, a producer for a very popular 80s and 90s program known as Entertainment Tonight. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Weller. And I'm Mary Hart. I was a big fan of this show, right? You were? Yes, because it came on. I didn't on, know that, actually. It came on at, like, what was the time that it was, like, after the news, but, like, before Jeopardy or something? And like, what, oh, yeah, like, like, the same time as Inside Edition they, and all they, that they shit, They slotted right? it in like it was real news, and so I would just always watch this damn show. And you were, young Michael Quinn was fascinated by it? Well, because, you know, you didn't know about anything about these celebrities. So I they didn't want to know anything about them. Yeah, but, I mean, didn't you ever wonder what happened to Chachi? Or they, they would do stuff like that. Like, what's, what's well, he, he up to now? He married Joni. Right. And then, and then he it was went in to, charge. And went to shit or something. And, and then and he became career, a babysitter somewhere. Yeah, his career went down the toilet, though, even after that. And Good. so, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Entertainment Tonight would tell you about. They give you well, all they, the freaking details, right? J- John Tesh was very serious about it. And then you get little interviews with, like, I don't know, Danny DeVito or something. It's great. <laughs> it was, it's just so random. Like, it's like, yeah, we, we were on the set of this well, thing, you, this movie coming up that you don't know about yet. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Michael Quinn was a very big fan of Entertainment Tonight. Cool. Another thing that Vindabona was a uh, producer for, just for one season, another very popular program, MacGyver. Ah, yes. <laughs> I was a huge fan of that, too. Well, that's a great show. Who did not like MacGyver? Come on. Uh, I bet we can find a couple people that are what? listening. I'm sure we can. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was the greatest thing ever. This guy is always in a stupid situation. <laughs> It's got like Aren't a, tooth, we all? a toothpick and some bubble gum and uh, it builds a bazooka out of it somehow. It is an impressive feat. Yeah. It's you know, very difficult. <laughs> and then, uh, then Vindabona had an idea for a brand new show. Okay. Okay. Animal Crack Ups what? on ABC. Now, well, animal- that definitely didn't work out. Uh, believe it or not, Animal Crack Ups was on from 1987 until 1990. Three years. That's not that bad. It isn't. I mean, that's not like amazing or anything. It it isn't bad though either. But let me let me explain the premise to you, okay? Because okay. I had never even heard of this show until I was looking into this. I don't know. It was hosted by Alan Thick. Of course, it a was a guy that we can't avoid. Yeah. The Seavers. Alan Thick was Seaver, all over Jason everything Seaver. back then. He was. He was in the thick of it. You might yeah. say. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and it was written by his brother Todd Thick. Very thick. Show. The thickest. And you know what this was? It was a game show featuring four celebrities. Okay. Uh, like your Delta Burks and people like TV oh, celebrities, yeah. right? Delta Burke. <laughs> she was on it. Yeah. Uh, where Alan Thicke would show a clip of an animal, and then he would pause the video and ask the celebrities what they thought now, would happen. Now, Joe is showing this to me, and I wanted to say this. Why does the set just look like Wheel of Fortune? What am I looking at? You think at? it is? It's the same. I don't think it is. Just with a different motif in the background. Maybe it was filmed there yeah. to save money. Uh, let's take a quick listen to Alan Thicke uh, hosting <laughs> Animal Crack Ups. All right. Thank you very much. Hello, welcome to Animal Crack Ups. I'm Alan Thicke, and today we've got everything from weird. the birds and the bees to Isn't the chimpanzees. And people, too. She has Who do we have? Oh, hey. Five into a half hour. Sally, Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers. Here we run it down for you, folks. Here's that bookworm who's always at the head I know of the class. Dan, Dan Frischman. Frischman. Oh, head of the class. Yeah, okay. Right. And this 
Oh, Punky Brewster. Yes, Alel Moon Funky Brewster herself. And who's the fourth? This guy made all pro five times. Todd Crush. Oh, a football player. Football man. Okay. Well, there why you go. are they with fake animals well, or because, with stuffed animals? Because the show is about animals, so I figure they maybe they think that's cute. Oh, okay. The point of showing you this, though, folks, was to let you know that Vindabona was trying to find something that would catch on. <laughs> that's pretty desperate right there. Yeah, and considering Quinn and I were both very avid TV watchers, and, you know, we, we know a thing or two, especially about ABC. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of the show that until... That did not <laughs> appear in my ABC <laughs> right. canon. So it, it aired on Saturday morning, so maybe that's why. But anywho, remember... Uh, Kato and yeah. Ken Chen. Yes, Remember Kato them? and Ken. Yes. Their funny video segment right, that right. I was talking about. Well, Vin DeBona got wind of this and he said, you know what? Tokyo <laughs> Broadcasting. This guy's looking for freaking anything. He's looking on Japanese TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you're on MacGyver, it's very hard to you know beat that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really that far of a wrong down. Yeah, honestly. So Vin DeBona makes a deal with Tokyo Broadcasting System that they'll go halvesies on an American version of the show based on the funny video segment. Okay. And he basically was able to secure a one-hour, one-hour, mind you, special on ABC. Okay. A special, not a series or anything, just a special, which was going to premiere in November of 1989. The way he was able to cull these videos is he took out ads in newspapers and magazines saying, hey, send me your funny or amazing home videos. Mm-hmm. Send them to me because they might be on TV. Send me a video of grandma falling off a chair right. or something. <laughs> or her dentures falling out or yeah. whatever. Or a cat eating the toilet paper. You yeah. know what these are, right? It's always the same with the stupid sound effects they put on them in right. <laughs> Or a guy with no shirt and a parrot chews his nipple. You know how these things go. It looks stupid. So <laughs> right. please give it to us. Please give it to me. And he did. He got the submissions. So all we needed now was a host. Oh. And who does he tap but Bob Saget? Yes. Now, Bob Saget, a, a member of the ABC canon. Yes. Okay, this is the scene, San Francisco, a painted San Francisco house. If you ever watched Full House, the opening credits, you see this house. This house is architecturally impossible. Who is Bob Saget? Yeah. Let's talk well, about him. He's a man that is a, a father of uh, Michelle and Michelle. And also <laughs> Stephanie and, and DJ. Michelle. And he's got his friends um, and brother-in-law. He's yeah, got Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Jesse mm-hmm. And Uncle Joey. But just, just I, Joey. Always, he'll be, always be Uncle and Joey. And you'll always me. be wrong unless you're Nicky or Alex. So the only did people the kids call ever refer Joey. to no. him as Uncle Joey? Only Nicky and Alex did. And that's well, only see, there later. there you go. Yeah, but that's later. Like, no <laughs> one's even talking about that. Anyway, Bob Saget. Obviously, you guys know who he is. Uh, sadly, left us last year. Right. You know, January of 2022. So I guess this will be like a tribute to Bob Saget in a way as well. He was born in 1956 in Philadelphia, went to Temple University Film School. I see. And uh, did well there. In the midst of all of this, though, he was also going into New York and working his craft and performing as a stand-up comedian. But you're a great crowd, and I care about all of you individually. I just want to have sex with you right now. I'm serious. But I, but I can. I'm working right now. He was... Not a famous comedian throughout the 70s but or 80s. But he's your classic 80s comedian looking for a vehicle on television, exactly. right? I mean, yes. this, this is they all were doing this. The stand-up bit almost felt like a setup so they could get on TV past a certain point. It's quite possible that some people got into it for yeah. that. Bob Saget, I guess, is what you would call a working comedian. Right. He did his gigs. He made money doing it, but he was not like a really well-known name to anyone. However, CBS in January of 1987, tried to horn in to the Today Show Good Morning America War. Oh, boy. You know, the morning program war. CBS hadn't had a show, right? 
feels like CBS is always like their the, the, the gaps. They're always trying to fill them, right? Yeah, John, the we were, fake Johnny Carson show. Right, and then, we're with Pat Sajak. <laughs> and then they tried the morning thing. Yeah. Nobody cares. They're just bad at that. Yeah. So they horn in with something called the morning program in January of 87, and Bob Saget was hired as their comedy correspondent. What? <laughs> this was an awkward, weird-ass mix of your typical morning fair like your joan london charlie gibson setup, happy talk right? we're, si- we're sitting by a fire talking about right. the uh current events this morning yeah soft news entertainment fluff pieces <laughs> it had that it's junk but it also had farce and comedy farce and comedy yeah, like bob saget would then do comedy pieces that weren't serious that seemed like they belonged on a variety show or a late night show. This is my uh, national security advisor and a sidekick, Bob Saget. That's right. That's who I am. I'll do anything you say, Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> Why the cake? Well, she said that she'd tell us later. Is, is it later now? Yes, this is uh, it's our very first anniversary. Uh, we've only been on for a half an hour. Well, this is our very first uh, half hour anniversary. Well, it's always good to get a laugh in the morning, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but it, I just to me it doesn't seem like the proper venue for that. It's no, very, it's not. I think maybe CBS thought like we'll be different than well, the, the Today most comedy show. you got in the morning was was uh, Joan London telling a joke or something, right. or uh, the weatherman Bill Evans or something yeah. being funny on, on the ABC News or whatever. Who was that guy that was in the traffic booth that was even more crustier? Joe Nolan. <laughs> Joe Nolan. <laughs> what do you mean crustier? What's well, wrong with Joe Nolan? It's only because he he seemed the funniest to me because I don't know he was like Scotty from Star Trek. He's just like in the thing. It's like give me more power scotty i'm in the sky yeah i'm, I'm in the but he wasn't <laughs> no. remember he was like in a room that looked like he was in like controlling a bunch of stuff yeah like i'm like does he command the helicopters i'm always confused <laughs> <laughs> so this show didn't last to be honest and obviously within 1987 uh, bob saget who was the first choice to play Danny Tanner on Full House. Jeff Franklin originally wanted him, couldn't get him because of the morning show, and if you've ever seen the Full House pilot with John Posey... Yeah, the other one. You'll know why Bob Saget was the first choice, because he's a million times better at the role. You know, Jesse, having you and Joey here means a lot to me. (laughs) Channel 5's got me doing the sports at 12, 5, and 10, so just knowing that someone's here who cares about the girls... Look, Jesse, I just want you to know that having you and Joey here really means a lot to me. Just knowing somebody's here who cares about the girls. You know, they're so happy you're here. Oh, God bless you. And Full House then uh, began in the fall of 87. And Full House, while not a definitely never, ever a critical darling ever, (laughs) was, uh, especially by its second and third seasons, starting to catch on in popularity as far as the Nielsen's are concerned. Yeah, it was just a feel-good thing that you could watch with your family. And it it, it was inoffensive and fun. Right. It was some, you know, people accused it of being saccharine and things, fine. But it's really one of those just watchable, easy to to put on shows. I really think its popularity is really in, like, the fact that the kids weren't crappy, all the adult characters were good. Like they were just nice. It's just like you got weirdly attached to this family. You cared about each one, which was very rare for those shows that, like, you know. I mean, that's a big cast. What, like, seven people, six people? Overall, yeah, Yeah, usually something like that. A lot of people, and they all were, like, over, as you would say, they were wrestling, all over. Yeah, they were all terms. popular. Yeah. Kimmy and Steve, even for yeah, a even the of next time. door neighbors and friends. Yeah, it was you, pretty. You good. knew the whole neighborhood around there. And one day we'll do a full house episode. But you know, whatever the critics thought of it, that's fine. It's still very popular and fondly remembered. But obviously, I think, I think the full house's popularity has a lot to do with why. Um, America's Funniest Home Videos was popular in the first place. That's correct. Right? Because the rub from Bob Saget was 
as a kid, like that's the only reason I watched it at well, first. Th- and see, that's why Vin Devona was smart to tap him because not only is Bob Saget, in my honest opinion, a good stand-up comedian. I mean, first of all, let's just address the duality of Bob Saget's career, and it's yeah. kind of intentional. So his stand-up routine before Full House, right? Like his '80s stand-up, it wasn't clean comedy, but it right. wasn't the over-the-top raunchiness that he intentionally did later. I never got to sleep over my friends' houses. Anybody get to do that? Yeah. You slept over my friends' houses? <laughs> I never got to. I said, Mom, why not? She said, Bob, you have no friends and you have no life, and I'm not your mother, okay? <laughs> but I love my mom, and you can too for just $12. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was easy. Let that go. I'm sorry. But that was a play off his television character it was 100 percent right? a satirical yeah right persona it's like here's danny tanner cursing and that's Correct. funny right and right he, i think it was a good it was a clever idea it worked i mean it rejuvenated yeah. this career right. right he had something to do after full house ended right i mean he did dirty work in 98 yeah he directed it i mean and then he was remember he was in half baked and he had that line marijuana is not a drug i used to suck dick for coke i seen him Basically, the the whole thing with Bob Saget became like how insanely like off Danny Tanner could he be? Right, right? is like how crazy can this get? And the reason I'm bringing that up is just to make it clear that no, he's not really like that. That's no. a persona, and if it all is. It's it, all it just all like part of the act, right. right? His his original stand-up routine wasn't on that level of raunch, but it wasn't Danny Tanner either. Yeah, I remember even like he did so good at that turn. That I remember getting whiff from like friends that said, "Oh, did you know that the guy from Full House? He's not really as nice as like one of my friends telling me this yeah. once." And I'm like, "What do you mean he's not as nice? He's so nice on the show, and right?" Like it's like no, he he cusses all the time, and like he's he's like no good cusses, yeah, he's cussing. Uh, I just think that's, that's amazing <laughs> that he had like normal people. Well, I mean, fooled to the point of like it was like rumor and hearsay be- before it started to get out there that that was the character. And I think that's why it was a brilliant decision that he right. did that. And, yeah. the, and again, we're jumping ahead on Bob Saget in particular just to kind of give him like a little tribute. Uh, but I think that he's actually underrated as an actor, believe it or not, because I think that if you just look at the nuance he put in, yes, there is nuance to the Danny Tanner role, especially comparing it to John Posey yeah. uh, in the pilot. Bob Saget was a, a very good actor. I'm, I'm not saying this guy would be winning Oscars or no. winning Emmys or anything, but a very solid actor. I say this. It was believable, like, when he would sip down Michelle and, like, tell her, hey, you yeah. did something wrong or whatever he had to do. Uh, sweetheart, this is, uh, this is not easy to say to you. Uh, this morning after you went to school, we uh, went to wake up a pool Michelle, he died in his sleep last night. He played it completely straight. Right. He never winked at the audience as Danny Tanner in that regard. He always played it straight. Like he's an actual dad. These are his kids and he has to like do what you have to do. Right. That is why I think he connected with so many people and why that's a lot of our generation's one of our favorite TV dads. It was very convincing. That's what I'm saying about it. You even hear stories of even the kids now grown up being like he really was like a dad to us. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of fellow comedians because, you know, most comedians know each other. Right. Even if they never appear on screen together they all kind of know each other right most comedians say that like bob saget was one of the kindest people like a very nice guy just cared about people Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things that came out after he passed away so bob saget was not a popular figure amongst your critical you know of course not you know in the 80s and 90s he got poked fun at for the danny tanner character 
right. because they knew he was playing a character. He got poked fun at for agreeing to take this show that we're going to talk about because it's like, what am I doing with my career? You know what I right. mean? I'm a sitcom dad and now I'm hosting this bullshit, right? The, the, I see, and that's what I think is so fascinating about this show is because I think as a kid who doesn't know about any of this, it gave America's Funniest Home Videos like the rub. It right? gave it instant I was, credibility. Like, instantly, I'm like, oh, this is like connected to Full House right. somehow. Same right? channel. Yeah, it's same channel. It's yep. the same actor. Exactly. It also feeds into my whole concept as a kid that everyone on ABC knew each other somehow. They probably did, Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> and he also hosted a show on Full House, you know, Wake Up San Francisco. Right. So he had hosting experience, Curly. <laughs> Stop. But he is a natural host. He's a good host, I think. Uh-huh. And anyway, he is the one tapped to host this on November 26, 1989. One thing about the first episode, again, this is the special. It's not really considered the season one. Yeah. It was a one-hour special. He had a bit of help from a co-host throughout parts of it. Uh, Kelly Martin, who was on Life Goes On. Remember Life Goes On? No. Corky. Corky? From Remember Murphy Corky? Brown? No, not that Corky. We'll talk about it another time. Anyway, here is a little clip of America's Funniest Home Videos, the special from November of 1989. I love home movies, everybody, even other people's. So when I was asked to host a show made up of those private, real moments, I said, how much will I be getting paid for that? (laughs) Oh, that's a joke. I actually said that is a great idea. We gave you handsome people of America, and I mean handsome. I'm not just kissing up either. You are good looking. (laughs) We gave you people a simple task. We said, if what you shot makes you laugh, send it in. This is basically... um, his stand-up persona, though, is very like, I said this, and now I changed what I said. Yes, you know, he, yes. He, Ellen DeGeneres did the same he's kind of thing. He's still very, like, light-hearted. I don't know how to put it. Yes, it's, he's it's not, not sarcastic. He's, it's still not the, the dark Danny no, Tanner No, 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 it's on. not dark Danny Tanner. Yeah. So this show went extremely well. In fact, 33 million people what? watched this special. What was the date? November 26, 1989. Is that because, is that some kind of Thanksgiving? Uh, it's uh, right around the time of Thanksgiving. I yeah. wonder if Couple it days has after. some kind of uh, connection there. People were home. Watching television, yeah, yeah with their family. Yeah, great. Actually, great insight, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of that. That's probably what it is. Uh, but obviously, it did so well that ABC is like, yo, we want that. We want that as a regular thing. So it was picked up and ordered as a regular series in January of 1990. That is where season one began. Did these people actually think this would work? <laughs> And this show, for the record, aired for the first several years, uh, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Yes. What do you think of that time slot as a kid? So, as a kid, actually, it was... See, it's funny, you say 8 p.m., but I I remember feeling like this show came on later. Now, did it come on later... Well, at a later point, no, it was no. it was the latest it was on. I don't know. I maybe because it was Sunday night, it just felt like oh, you got to go to bed on a reasonable time. It's a school or, night because it's school night, right? Yeah. It always felt like a kind of like an ender to the weekend. Yeah, that's how I felt videos, about it, right? right? And it was comforting. Yeah. Now the premise of the show, folks, the Bob Saget era. You've seen it. We're not going to go into great detail, but basically, there's these clips uh-huh. like we've talked about that people send in. And what Bob Saget would do is he would do these kind of somewhat acerbic but also genuine in-between hosting segments. Before the advent of the automobile, people relied on the horse. They had one advantage. They all had leather seats. (laughs) Hey, I can wait. He would have jokes. Sometimes they were bad and he would no-sell them. You know, they were bad and stuff (laughs) like that. But he would do voiceovers with these videos in 
cartoon voices sometimes. Oh, yeah. He would totally, like, talk over the videos. Yeah. There'd be sound effects and all sorts of goofy shit. Yeah. And things like that. Oh, Dean, it's easy to use a bucket as a step stool. Hello, nice bucket. There'd be music packages and stuff, like, usually under uh, the Jay Giles band Freeze Frame. And the winners, this was the thing. There would be three finalists. So this, the competitive aspect yes. to this was just always... It's a good hook, though. I know, but... It's it a was, great hook. It was also really odd. Well... You th- just see these, like, families that, you know, they're not really TV people. And they're, no, they're, they're all in their Sunday best. And The kid's sometimes crying or something. Yeah, like, this happens. A, like, weird grandpa. Or, like, it's always like... <laughs> the guy off to the side. Yeah. yeah, it's always like this weird collection of people. And then it's, like, treated like the great like this is the greatest moment of but their see, lives that their video of grandma falling on their ass got picked as like the best video I of the night i love how earnest that yeah, was yeah. you know what i mean yeah the winner is cat falls from tv sent in by robert and candy swan from davenport iowa uh, and Bob Saget treated it in the beginning, especially very, very they straight. Acted like there was like prestige here, right? That it's like my video of spilling oil all over myself by accident is, is <laughs> oil, yeah, just something like some substance. No, I know <laughs> paint, whatever yeah, paint. it might be. But I mean, it was a great idea to have the the winners because. It gives people incentive to keep sending videos in. Right. And um, that's definitely why they did it because, well, this is an award. It was like 25 It was 10000 10, for the first place. Okay. 3000 for the second place and 2000 for third place. I see. So you got a chance at winning, you know, a, f- a few bucks there by sending in, you know, the funny video of mm-hmm. your dad like slipping on a banana peel right. or whatever, right? I mean, it's funny. So it worked. And I think the reason, Quinn, correct me if I'm wrong. That this show was so popular. By the way, number five in the Nielsen's for its first season. Really? Really that's friggin' very, high. That's very good. But it is Sunday, too. It's not like there's a ton. We are in the era of, like, pre-Sopranos and, like, prestige well, television <laughs> on Sundays, yes, right? Yes, we are, yes. It wasn't prestige. I mean, 60 Minutes was on Sundays. Yeah. Things like that. But this was fun. You could put the kids down in front of this. And I think what was great about it is it didn't show people... There was no bad taste in the videos. You know what no. I mean? It wasn't... Um, didn't show people actually getting hurt. Sometimes people's butts would show or something. Like, yeah, like, and they would they would blur things out. Yeah. But there wasn't bad language. It wasn't a crude show. No, it was a family show. So whether you're five or whether you're seventy five, yeah, you can watch this. And it, what is it, Quinn, about people falling that makes people laugh so much? A lot of it, like I feel like the biggest jokes and was usually if the parents fell or like the grandparents fell, right? Because a lot of falling. Because it's the concept of, like, somebody that is is more of, like, an authority figure in your life. Right. Like, if you're, especially if you're a kid, it's yeah. like, oh, see, dad fall on his ass. It's just, like, funny. Right, or he's you know? throwing a, a model plane and it whips back and hits right. him and he like, falls. Right, some, like, something stupid happens. And, and, like, I don't know why, but I think that makes the kids laugh and then that makes everyone laugh. And yeah. It's just, it just works. Would you call it just good, clean fun? Yes. I think it was. and I think Nobody it, ever got like profoundly hurt no, in these videos the or they anything. Didn't, they didn't let that happen. They didn't show things yeah. like that. And sometimes it would be like funny animal things too because yeah. animals could be funny. Those would be the ones where they, they go to the zoo and like, I don't know, like a parrot bites their nose or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, like some dumb crap. Like a giraffe licks some guy's toupee off or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It's probably what it happened. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And I think that there was a place in the early 90s. We're just coming out of the 80s when this show started. We hadn't had a TV show like this. We had had Candy Camera, but that's different. Professionals were staging situations in Candy Camera. This is people, 
using the tools that they had at home already and sending in stuff and getting on TV. You know, you're making me think now. Did Sony or JVC or any of them have any involvement with yeah. this? Because it does feel like a glorified yes. ad for camcorders, no? In the very beginning, I want to say the first season, the second and third place winners got a um, a Sony camcorder. So they were sponsors. They had Probably to for been. a period of time, yeah. yeah. And I think someone got a TV or a VCR was one of the prizes. Because it does yeah. seem like the best advertisement for their product, no? <laughs> hey, you want to be on America's Funniest Home Videos? Buy one of these. Right. Film your stuff. Our third place winner is in luck because they win this RCA Pro Edit camera. Whoops, the lens. And our second place winner gets this RCA home entertainment unit with a 31-inch monitor and a super VHS recorder. It's partially like a sales pitch for camcorders. In a sense, yeah. although not overtly. Not overtly, but it, it's there, is my point. Good point. Uh, and the show, you know, it clearly took America by storm, at least in the very beginning. I am not trying to say that every video was funny. In fact, most of them are not funny. A lot of times there was duds to, like yeah. the whole show. I remember this. Like some of them and then there'd just be like one that was just way funnier than like everything for the whole night. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. So I I loved the show growing up. Don't get me wrong. I'm here to celebrate it. But mm-hmm. I, I do want to be clear that I don't think I have some false romanticism for it where it wasn't always funny. No. And a lot of the times the stuff they wrote for Bob Saget oh Todd Thick, Alan Thick's brother was one of the writers. Uh, I have to mention the Thick brothers again right. here. Bob Saget was a writer. A lot of the times the stuff they wrote was terrible material. It was it was bad. It, it was bad and he would acknowledge that it was bad with like a facial expression or something. But here's the thing is that I want to like say about this show because of the nature like the family nature of it. Yeah. I don't think anybody walked into this with the expectations that they were getting like Emmy class fucking television no, here. This is right? not highbrow right? you know, high like, concept art here. It was just it was just a half an hour program to laugh for, you know, a little bit, right? And I mean a, it, it it was just kind of like a time killer. And a well done one. Right. In that regard, a well done one. You know yeah. what I mean? A, a well produced one. It'd be over and then you hear like that weird noise and you'd be like, Well that was great. And then, <laughs> and then you would and you would Funniest Home Videos is one of those things like I would never think about the episode I watched after it was over. Like it would never oh, no. ever cross my mind ever again. And then it would come on the next week and I'd almost forget that the show existed. And you know what? I think there's a place for shows like that. Yeah. There really are. Yeah. There's a place where it's okay. Was anybody following the continuity of the winners of the of the like, show every week? Like on Usenet or something. Yeah. <laughs> Rec.sport.afhv. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I think there's a place for a show where if you watch six of them in a row and you don't care, you know, you just watch it. And if you miss six in a row and you can jump right back in, like it doesn't matter. There's oh, no there, pressure. Oh, there's zero There's continuity. no stakes. Did they ever do a thing where, like, you know, the season's winners' videos would do battle, like, and they'd yes. play them all, and the, the winner is, like... A $100,000 finale. Yeah, some crazy thing. They yeah. did do that, and that was treated very, very portentously, at least in the early years. Bob would wear the tuxedo. Yeah. They would have, oh, like, I remember that. It, yeah, it's like a, it's almost, like, jokey how, how serious they are about that, it. Yeah, it's, like, facetious, too. And then, like, satellite audience at other ABC <laughs> studios like, would vote. Way too overboard. Way too much. Just was, almost for comedic sake. Red White and blue balloons would fall on the winner yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah but a hundred thousand dollars is a huge prize, Quinn. That is a huge. That's like life changing yeah. for like a family for your stupid video of yeah. a yak farting on your car or whatever yeah, it is or you know? something. So, but anyway, with that thought in mind, yak farts and cars. We thank you guys for being with us here. America's Funniest Home Videos doing good as the '90s go on here. On the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the 
Saget era and what came after, and maybe the overall appeal and legacy of America's Funniest Home Videos when more Acid Wash Memories returns right after this. Listen, you handsome people. ABC wants your funniest home videos for our new series. There's serious cash involved, so get your pencils ready, and we'll be back in a few with the details. Okay, we're back, and we're running contests for the funniest, most amazing home videos. Our prize now is $10,000, so send yours to Home Videos, 8530 Wilshire Boulevard, number 404, Beverly Hills, California, 90211. Tuesday. You and I go way back. You watched them grow up. You shared their lives, their loves, and their laughter. Now, after eight years, it's the final farewell. There's nothing that's more important than your family. A special one-hour full house. Then, as Wilson met his mate... Admit it, I'm on a roll. I'm the one who set up Alan Eileen. You could have set Alec with a mop with a wig on. He would have been happy. Home Improvement season finale. And it's Tim's old shop teacher on a second Home Improvement. You surprised Ed Moon TV show, right? Not surprised you're still alive. Farewell to full house and a double dose of Home Improvement Tuesday. Sunday. After a new half hour of videos comes America's Funniest Part 2, hosted by me, Dave Coulier. If you've got talent, we're going to get you. Jokes? I only know dirty ones. America's Funniest Part 2, Sunday. There's nothing like a good bacon cheeseburger. But no matter how much you dress it up, dress it down, or disguise it, it's still a bacon cheeseburger. Unless it's a bacon cheeseburger burrito from Taco Bell. Introducing three classic bacon tastes loaded with bacon. The bacon cheeseburger burrito, the BLT soft taco, and the chicken club burrito. The Taco Bell sizzling bacon menu starting at 99 cents. One thing people can't disguise is how much they love them. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. Hey, and welcome back to Acid Wash Memories. Joe Murata, Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Hiya. Hi. This is episode 19, talking about America's funniest home videos. The funniest. Very funny. But we'll keep it on pause for one second. Just oh. remind you guys oh, to please follow us at AWM Podcast on Twitter and join our Facebook group, Acid Wash Memories. Like we were saying at the top of the show, it really, like, people aren't mean. They aren't. It's remarkable that there's a place on the internet where it's this could happen. It's as wholesome as America's Funniest Home Videos I over there. I think you're right. And sometimes we do fall on our ass. Yeah. And there's a lot of dud jokes, too. That's true. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for being with us here. Also, hey, if you like what we're doing, wouldn't mind leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That would be greatly appreciated as well. So, Quinn, when we left off here, people were falling. People were tripping. The show is popular. That's yeah. the bottom line. The first season did very, very well. Now, you know what? You know what I think is another aspect of this show that was popular. They very made it much like Americana. I don't know how else to explain it. Like you they, think so? Oh, they, it was like super patriotic. Like yeah, I mean, even I guess it's just that's people by... falling on their butts. But I mean, like it, I just don't know. It had America in the name. I mean, they red, did. white, and blue everywhere. You know what? This is a good time to play the song. Yeah, because this theme song is a classic. Now theme this song, song, yeah, this song is etched in my memory. Yes. Stories. Oh, this uh, is the other apparently one. Apparently not. No, this is how it, this is how it starts, Quinn. I thought stories from the next friends next door. That's the next verse. Oh. But anyway, this is a very classic song. I love this yeah. theme song, by the way. Oh, I, yeah. I am never gonna say a negative word about this theme song. It's so jolly. It is. That's what I mean. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the part? Yeah, that I'm stories thinking of? from the friends next door. Yeah. 
Stories from the friends next door. They never told. We're going to stop before we get in trouble, Quinn. People are going <laughs> to yeah, turn it off. Andrew Rhodes. Rogers is going to get mad at us. Yeah, and we don't want that. <laughs> Lord forbid. Uh, but anyway. But this is our America's funniest yes. video. This is what we're going to mail in. Me getting the words wrong. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, great theme song. And like Quinn was saying, yeah, the Americana, red, white, and blue motif and things like that. So the show continued on. With a couple of set changes, um, a few haircuts for Bob Saget, some special guests would come on here and there. They had this Remember weird... when he moved to the short hair later on? Yeah, I mean, it was very jarring uh, as a kid because it happened when I was, you know, five or six yeah, years old. Yeah, he had like a mullet like most of my life and yes. then suddenly he's got the short hair. The hair that like he kept for the rest of his life. Yeah. The short haircut. It never went away after Never that. went away. I always associate that with more sarcastic Bob Saget. Yeah, it's I, true. I feel like once he got that haircut, he, he got a little edgier. It's true. As Danny Tanner end on this show. I didn't want to watch it, but you know, I, I couldn't turn it off either. It's kind of like when you have a cavity and you, you know, you want to keep sucking air through the hole in it to see if it still hurts. Are you comparing my show to a rotting tooth? If the tooth hurts, suck it. This is going to sound really stupid, yeah. but I felt like he got edgier because Michelle got older, so he didn't have to put up a front anymore. <laughs> once, she started, once she started to understand things, he's way more sarcastic on Full House. That's true. He like, is a snarker on Full House in the later part of the like show. Like, once Michelle's not a baby anymore. Like, You're it's, right. it's real. It <laughs> he's like, I don't have to put up... Uh, this, this is who I really am. Like, well, I'll tell you what. He yeah. became a snarker on America's Funniest Home Videos more and more, too, yeah. with the short hair. I guess it just crossed over. Yeah. Well, I always just felt they were the same universe for whatever reason. So it's really Danny Tanner hosting it, the yeah. show. It was very hard. I'm not even, like, making that I up. As a, it was very hard to not call him Danny Tanner. I thought it was weird that they said Bob Saget. You didn't like that, huh? I did not like this. I'm sorry. At all. Thank you. No, calm down. I'm here. It's over now. Woman's actually going to the bathroom already. I, woman got up. Her jewelry fell off. You should have seen it at home. I, I love this show so much that I actually did not even go home last week. I stayed here and I slept on the couch right there. I did it because I, I couldn't wait to intro videos again this week. I, I'm very excited because here are some videos about those four-legged things that we love so much. Cedar chess. Uh, you might be interested to know, Quinn, in September of 1993, the show's going strong. It's doing fine. Uh, it moved to 7 p.m., Okay. Do you remember when it was on 7? Because I definitely do. Because the new Adventures of Superman was on right after, right? Yes. Okay. I remember this. That was like on earlier, which was odd. They moved it to prime access time instead of prime time at 8. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They moved it up an hour. Uh, and I think... Adventures the, of Superman was such a huge deal. The Dean Cain can, can, we just, can we just say this for a second? briefly. Oh my goodness. On so, that, that Sunday... I loved that show, like, man. I loved it so much. And it's... I re- went back and watched an episode. It is so bad. Yeah, like, but it's fun. It's funny how bad it is. But I just, I think I remember one of my favorite parts of that show on a Sunday evening was at the end when he would like fly home to Ma and Pa and like <laughs> they would like give him like a pat on the back like after he was like a good boy and like saved a b- people from a burning building. Well, and it's what he did. And then he, and then he would like sadly go home after he ate dinner to like his <laughs> crappy apartment in New York, like fly home from the farm in Kansas. <laughs> but it's very apropos ep- episode endings like that it had a charm though yeah. did it not that yeah. show lois it's after 11 i know i know it's late i'm sorry but uh, I-, I have the sudden urge for pizza in a mel gibson movie <laughs> i know how much you like pizza and lethal weapons so uh, here i am in the midst of this run of america's finest home videos in the 90s Vindabona would not be Vindabona-ing if he didn't try to spin this off into something else. Mm-hmm. ABC saw the immediate success. They saw the special. And if you recall, season one of the show debuted in January of 1990. Well, a mere four months later, we were introduced 
to the spinoff, hosted by Joey Gladstone, Dave Coulier, of <laughs> so that, course. That at least keeps the consistency, Joe. Full house. All, all <laughs> we needed is Uncle Jesse to have a yeah, show, and yeah. we would have the trifecta Actually, that would have happened if he wasn't so cool. Well, that's and he wasn't big in Japan or whatever. And he was pl- well, yeah, because he, he was on the original show in he Japan. He was probably on Ken and Kato's <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And he was playing with the Rippers. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're, of course, talking about America's Funniest People, May of 1990 yeah. until May of 1994. Really? Really. Four years? Yes, but no I one... I never remember seeing no this one... ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was when, was, right when, at, when was this on? Right after America's Funniest Home no, Videos. No, it wasn't. Literally Get out of here. 830, 8.30. Get out of here. 8.30 p.m. That's impossible. Why would I lie? I just don't remember it. So America's Funniest People, <laughs> if, if I may, Quinn, uh, was a different premise in the sense that, yes, it was America's. Yes, it was funniest. This is people trying to be funny. I'm not falling. I'm getting up. Now we're really pushing it. Right. Because it, America's Funniest Home Videos was... I accidentally won $100,000. <laughs> yeah, right, now, right. Now I'm really trying to. Right. This is like, oh, I'm filming grandma on the tractor and she falls off. Right. Ha ha, let's send it into Saget. Right? Yeah. America's Funniest People is, hey, I'm a Z-level comedian. <laughs> Let me do a bad impression of Bob Hope. Yes. Now, I've seen <laughs> clips of this, and this this is some weird... What's that one where like some guy's dressed or a lady dressed like Hulk Hogan? That's amazing. <laughs> Don't make fun of Trudy Miller. Do not make fun it's, of Trudy Miller. You know, it's just... No. It's stuff like this. It's so nice. So, it's Didn't so... Didn't she win? Low grade, Joe. She won, I think. <laughs> of course no, she did. That was a great Hulk Hogan outfit. The second place winner is Hulk Hogan, Trudy Miller. <laughs> Dave Coulier obviously was also on Full House as Joey Gladstone, another comedian from uh, Canada, actually, or Michigan. Now, or who's both. this lady he's with? So he's with Arlene Sorkin, no relation to Aaron Sorkin, you okay. know, the screenwriter. Arlene Sorkin uh, was a actress that you might, well, if you watch Days of Our Lives, you would know her as Calliope Jones. However... Oh, the minor leagues of soaps over there. Well, you're an ABC canon guy, right? Yeah. However, if you were a viewer of uh, Batman, the animated series, and that canon in the 90s, you might have heard her voice as the original voice and a lot of the inspiration behind the character of Harley Quinn. Aha, I was hoping you would say it was Harley Quinn. It is. Now, can I ask you something? Yeah. Harley Quinn, any relation to you? No. We're broke, remember? She was an interesting character in that show. Harley Quinn, yes. She was uh, the host, the co-host with uh, Dave Coulier. Let's just take a quick listen to the intro. It is pitiful banter, by the way. It really a lot of happy talk. Yeah, but it's bad. And this is Dave Coulier, Arlene Sorkin from a a 1990 episode of America's Funniest People. Great looking audience. Good evening, and welcome to America's Funniest People. You're not going to believe this opening video clip from Ronald Leach of Detroit, Michigan. Let's see what it is. I saw it, and I still don't believe it. This is horrible. Demonstrate how not to drink a can of pop. So this is uh, Tom Petty's uncle with a mustache here. And he's turned around. The sound effects. And he has a soda can, a Sprite can, if you will, wedged between his lips with weird... This is horrible! Whoa! And now his teeth look stupid. How did he do that? I don't know, and I don't care, but he's not winning my money. Anyway, That was just creepy. It was creepy. America's Funniest People was not as big of a ratings hit. Was it profoundly worse than yeah. the show right before it? It was. And I do want to also make mention, even though America's Funniest Home Videos was number five in 1990, the ratings gradually declined each season until, well, here, until by the end it was like 90. Yeah, well, I mean, because... How many times? Yeah, how many times can you do the same thing? But also, it's just like the most low-grade, cheapest 
it thing is. you possibly make. And like, once the gimmick's up, I mean, I mean what else are you going to do? That, that's a good right? point. It's like, it's not like they can change it up, unlike other shows. That's a good point. I mean, honestly, it is such a cheap show. Think about it. They're not producing any real content. Well, just the segments with Bob. That's it. In the, in the, on the set or whatever. That's like eight minutes of the show. Yeah. You know, the rest is people sending them stuff. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's pretty telling that future shows like America's Funniest Home Video, there wouldn't even be an audience. <laughs> It'd be the people who work there that would just <laughs> in the audience, like not even a real audience. True. Now, I also want to make mention, just for, again, the sake of completion, in 1992, Arlene Sorkin was replaced uh, for reasons that we don't need to get into. You can look it up. Oh, no. And she, nothing too sinister. Uh, okay. And she was replaced with Tawny Katane as co-host. Tawny? Tawny. Now, you might know Tawny Katane as the girl from the uh, White Snake videos, like Here I Go Again on My Own. She oh. was a model and actress. I see. Now, this show, yes, was still on in 1994. Here's a 1994 clip just with Tawny. It looks like 1994 because it looks like they're out of money. They were like out of set. ideas. Yeah. They were bring, They were starting to do like what would you do in Double Dare style things <laughs> on the show. There was like this Mr. Bruce guy. It was awful. You know, when you're, when you're going the path of Nickelodeon on primetime television, yeah, you've got issues. It's time to pack it in. Yeah, you might as well just have Nickelodeon take the spot. <laughs> so let's hear uh, Dave Collier and Tawny Katane here in 1994. And welcome to the show, Tawny. I'm proposing Tawny. a new law that would set a mandatory five-day waiting period before the networks could produce one of those awful TV reunion shows. <laughs> really? Yep. It's called the Brady Bunch Bill. Stop. That is one of the worst late-night style jokes I've ever heard. Well, you know what's also one of the worst things? What? Uncle Joey's hair and Don't call scene. him Uncle Joey, just Joey. Yeah, no, that's his 94 full house it's hair. Horrible it's horrible, Joe. It's very funny. It's like after he takes the hockey thing off or whatever it, in the uh, intro. It looks like Mr. Woodchuck did his hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Patterned it on himself. Hideous. What? Anyway, this show was canceled in 94. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. You know why? Declining ratings. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, if America's Funniest Home Videos was at 90, what the hell was this? <laughs> I don't even know if this was on the charts. Yeah. Like, uh, and what they did, they didn't even bother to replace it. They just aired a rerun of America's Funniest Home Videos in the time slot behind the new one. It's a much better idea, Joe. It was. It worked yeah. and it's cheap, right? We don't need no Tawny around <laughs> here. <laughs> don't worry about Tawny. Uh, in 1995, as most of you probably know, Full House ended. Yeah? Good. And Bob Saget had wanted to get away from all of this, meaning, all right, good, Danny Tanner is done. He's done. He's retired or I whatever. Want, I want to be done with this show, too. But guess what? He had two years left on his contract. Oh, boy. And Vin DeBona would not let him out of it. Bob Saget was not thrilled about this, and if you ever have watched, and a lot of people probably haven't because the ratings kept going down, a lot of the 96, 97 era I was ones, definitely out of this show yeah, by 96 I, or 97. I wasn't watching either. Yeah. Bob Saget... And we're going to take a listen to a very close to the end here in mid-97. Bob Saget clearly is just like <laughs> phoning it in and being <laughs> sarcastic and watch. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you very much. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you can please stop. Please stop. Hi. It's just me, Bob. Right? Yeah, with a song in my heart and a smile on my lips and some videos in my pants. <laughs> Joe, I'm afraid you. he's going to curse. What still makes this show so unique is that each video leads seamlessly into the next. Only then are the packages given a group title. See? This one they've called Underachievers. 
We all we all know people like that. But he related. just clearly doesn't. He hates it. He hates it. Like the people think it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, and he like, hates he, this. He, you could just see it <laughs> on his. You have to see the video of that yeah, to understand because he looks yeah. like angry or something. He is so not into doing this. Yeah. However, there was one last moment of brilliance on the Bob Saget run. It was May 9th, 1997. May the 9th be with you. Oh, God, Quinn. And it was the partial Full House reunion. <gasps> the only people not there, of course, take a wild guess. Uh, the Michelle sisters. The Michelle sisters, yeah. They, they don't like going to any of this stuff, huh? Even back in 97, they weren't there. What is there. their deal? I don't know. Nobody knows them from anything else but this. <laughs> like, I hate to break it to them, but they, it's true. It's like denying, like, what makes you famous and then getting to be famous right it's is it just, biting the hand that feeds in a way yes, is that it's what like, it is that's what i feel like it's like hey you gotta give props to your origins right is it ignoring the uh the golden goose yeah you shouldn't ignore the golden it's goose. it's kind of why i think they Feelings like they they didn't succeed they didn't really capitalize on what actually made them famous and then the the sister who's not even one of them who sort of looks like them ends up being way more famous <laughs> oh elizabeth olsen yeah, yeah. she does kind of look like them yeah anyway so this is uh bob saget's happy for this because he's with his old friends i i do need to mention here joey has much better hair dave Clier. oh yes it's good John's uncle jesse is just normal, normal. Lori lachlan has like a half rachel you know what's weird what? is like kimmy and dj it's weird <laughs> to see them like pretty much in their early 20s like yeah, it's but, odd but they have like the short 90s hair yeah it's unsettling and how old is stephanie here at this point 18 she's like no nah, like 16 i think really yeah that's it yeah oh i thought she was already no, no, grown, no. grown up by this point wasn't grown up yet let's take a quick listen to the full house reunion may 9th 97 hey these are cool 3d uh, glasses this whole show is cool oh is it <laughs> is this special or what what more what what? what is well, it's segment? nice of us to be here. I'll say yes. I flew in from Canada. No. I drove in from Orange County. Man, you guys look older. Yeah, I have a question. Every time I watch this show, I'm always wondering, who wrote this stuff? <laughs> Carrie Fisher. You wish. Yeah. Is this what we're going to do the whole time? Talk about nothing? Pretty much. And then we're going to show videos. And it's in 3D? Yes, it is. He, like, hates it. All right, let's do the effect we rehearsed for so oh, much. Oh, this is from this 3D yeah, episode. Yeah. All right. Oh, but it's the full house, man. Oh, you can see the 3D-ness on it. <laughs> Folks, you can look up. Uh, <laughs> the, the, legit laughing. Yeah, that's happy. You can look all of this up on YouTube. Yeah. I'm getting all of these from now, YouTube. I feel like that was the only time Bob Saget was happy after that point in the show. I think so. And He actually laughed. And this was it for him. He actually was, wasn't grating his teeth. Yeah, he like, was actually happy, not being snarky. <laughs> this was it for the Bob Saget era. However, there was another spinoff in 96 that we need to mention. I don't have a clip because you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> so this is even more rare than funny people yes. or whatever. World's Funniest Videos. What? Yes. And so this was the premise here. Third. We've expanded beyond America. <laughs> right. So if you live anywhere in the world, send us your phony videos, mm. not just America. It was filmed in America. It aired in America. So England and Russia. Right. Africa. Right. In India. Sure. All, all sorts of other places, right? right? China. Kansas. Yeah. All those foreign countries. Send us your videos. We're, we're going to air them. And um, I mean, they're included, Joe. They are. Thursday, it's a new hour of comedy because we're spanning the globe for all new video silliness. Oh, sorry, Dad. The all new world's funniest videos. Do you know who hosted this one? 
Not Bob Saget. Dave Coulier got another. Oh, come on! <laughs> I did. He stunk. The Brutus Beefcake. Uh, yeah, he is Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> they, they're like, oh, we need to get Dave Coulier to host but this. But I feel like they, it's like this forced, like we have to keep it in the Full House canon. That's what I thought as a kid. Yeah, I was like, how, what? Are, what is all these like connections back to Full House? Always? God. Like, <laughs> do you think their master plan was to get like DJ or Stephanie to host it <laughs> once the other guys got older? Because Uncle Jesse definitely wasn't. He's too. John Stamos is smart enough not to. <laughs> Yeah, he ain't signing up for that. <laughs> doing this. Anyway, if you didn't see this growing up, I don't blame you. It was only on from February to June of 96. Jeez. And it was on, I believe, Thursday night, so it was up against uh, NBC and all that shit. I see. The good yeah. television uh, of the 90s. Yeah, actual good stuff. And uh, Dave Collier's co-host was Ava LaRue, but you know what's very interesting about that? Who? She, <laughs> she played... Danny Tanner's wife in Fuller House. Get out of here. Terry Tanner. No way. Yes. So another Full House. Come on. That can't be real. It's real. See, I didn't watch enough of Fuller House. I I, yeah. I, I checked out after the first couple of well, episodes. So did I. But yeah. yeah. Terry Terry Tanner. Ava LaRue. Terry ho- Tanner. Hosted hosted World's Fight. Get out of here. I'm That's not, ridiculous. I'm making it up. So, all right. So finally, the Bob Saga version's over here. And this is the the version that we care about the most. So we're going to just briefly run down what happened afterwards. A lot happened. Yeah. So there was nothing uh, for the fall of 97. They didn't bring it back right away. They brought. I, I think that was a good idea. I think Take it a was break. too. Like people, this show is done. They waited all the way until January of 1998 to bring it back. Right. And this version aired from January of 98 until May of 1999. Completely revamped. And by that, I mean a new set a pair of hosts, John Fugelsang, a comedian, mm-hmm. and Daisy Fuentes, who was a right. um, actress and model. Very famous at the time. MTV what, famous. What, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Daisy was in 98. So it was a popular, I mean, I don't know what John Fugelsang, but it was a good choice, I think, to maybe go with a duo, mm-hmm. change it up from the Saget era. It's true. Because in my opinion, there's only one Bob Saget. Yeah, you need two people to replace Bob Saget. I think so. I mean, because if being uh, on Full House was a prereq, then Dave Coulier would have succeeded, and he did not. <laughs> so I don't think it's just being on Full House. They definitely wanted to break from it, you can tell. They did. Yeah. So let's just take a quick peek here at a uh, at an episode with John Fugel saying, Daisy Fuentes from 1998. The ska version of the yeah, theme song, I, by the way. They are trying to, like, recapture. They are. Daisy Fuentes oh, was so popular back then. I remember she her. was. Welcome everybody to America's funniest home videos. We've got a great show for you tonight. How are you feeling, John? Uh, I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. And may I say, uh, you, you look terrific tonight, Daisy. Very, very fetching. Very fetching. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may. Thank you. Now. This guy is like a dweeb, this guy on the left. <laughs> what does he do? I, he just looks like boy number two. Yeah, like he's, he's just very like generic. Bob Saget baby edition. He looks like, like someone tried to draw Matt LeBlanc from memory. Like, it's so obvious that everyone's here for Daisy Fuentes. Of course. Like, but like, they, can we be serious yeah, for a second? I mean, like, uh, yeah, I even think this, right. Even this guy knows, <laughs> the, the, the co-host. He's like, yeah, no, no, don't worry like, about oh, me. He's like, oh yeah, I exist. I'm, I'm just, just like, here. I'm on the other side. I don't count. Don't worry yeah. about me. Anyway, this version was only on for uh, about a year and a half, not even. Yeah, because this isn't the long-term dude. No. That, the, the guy. <laughs> yeah, that, right, right. That I, I'm thinking of. So there were a series of specials when this ended in 99, just a couple in 99 and 2000. One was hosted by uh, D.L. Hughley, mm-hmm. another uh, Richard Kind. 
I see. I seem to remember all these. Yeah, these yep. little like, hey, it's back for like a it's second like a special. Yeah, yeah. and uh, one by Tom Bergeron. Yes, Tom Bergeron took over as the permanent host of the rebooted weekly series in February of two thousand one. This goes on way too long, doesn't it, Joe? He was the host until May of twenty fifteen. Yeah, I remember. Years. I remember this run being like. I thought they were like reruns when I kept running into the show. Like, I'm like, how is he still on this? Well, here's the thing about the Tom Bergeron era. As the decade went on, literally as the the decade of the aughts went on, they did start to update the show for the modern era. So, because clearly by that time, video cameras and analog tape were phasing out and it became... But we're going to digital, so it still existed. It became digital and then eventually they got to the point where you just uploaded clips to the internet, right? Yeah. Which is what they still do to this day. Tom Bergeron, who has hosted a lot of other things, I will say this, he's very hosty. That's great stuff. I, I gotta tell you, in all honesty, I'm having a great time doing America's Funniest Videos, although on Hollywood Squares, I, I'm used to seeing people like Whoopi and the rest of the gang, and the, I usually don't work without a podium. Oh, he's hosty. He's a professional host. He's so generic. That to me. is my problem. Yeah, there's nothing special. There's no I'm like. What is this guy from? Like, I, <laughs> like he, he's from America's Funniest Home Videos. That's what he's from. He's just one of those people, like a Bob Goen. Remember we yeah. talked about Bob Goen, where host. He's like crappier Regis. He's not even on a Regis level. Quinn. Regis, Regis's level is like that's yeah. top tier host level. He's not. He's listen, professional, nice guy. I'm sure. Yeah, right? he wasn't like. Bad. I mean, he was good at sa- saying stupid jokes before the videos played. He hosted the reboot of Hollywood Squares in the late 90s, like that version. Yeah, yeah now, you're right, though. What is he from? Just now, shit like that. The era that this guy presided over, can I ask you this? Do you believe that this is kind of like the beginning of the end of even the concept of this with the advent of, I don't know, YouTube That's exactly and like right. crap like that? Yeah, like this is when that really Instagram, started. right? Because yeah. he presides over all of that. All of that, all the way up to 2015. Yeah. And you know who took over, right? Carlton. Yes, Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro. Carlton. That's a guy. Like he's from he's something. I know who too. that is. Yes. Like he, you know what I mean? That's an actual host to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello and welcome to our Halloween episode. Now I would have worn a costume, but I'm so happy that I get to dress up as host of America's Funniest Home Videos that I did not want to mess with it. Now we'll have some Halloween videos a little later. Until then, here's a little pre-Halloween treat. He's he's great host. Again, I love him. I, any <laughs> thing I've seen him, I'm like, oh, Carlson's back. This is great. Very like, good host. Tom Bergeron, again, I'm not putting him down as a host. He's a very good host. He'd be a great game show host. He's he just wasn't. not from anything. He has no. The audience doesn't know who this man is. He's generic guy that presents videos to you. And he doesn't do the funny voices and all that. And like yeah. Bob, Sa- Bob Saget had a very offbeat, not just in this, but overall, an offbeat sensibility, Bob yeah. Saget. And even, he had a quirkiness to and him. And even when they go back to Carlton, the episodes that I've seen of him, it's like, he does his bits. Like, you know yeah, he's the Carlton-ness of him. Like, he, you're just like, that's him. Right. He's good at it. Yeah. He is. And he's still hosting eight years now. It's true. I do want to make mention that Bob Saget did get to return twice to the show. What? In 2009, he co-hosted the 20-year uh, anniversary special with Tom Bergeron. Was he happy to be there? 
(laughs) 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 Like in his contract with Vic Debo or whoever, like from 20 years ago. It's like, you have to be here for the 20th anniversary. You just call him Vic Debo. Whatever his name is. That's good enough. I'm just going to say, you know, I've been walking around uh, living this this show. This show started, uh, my career was one of the beginning things of my, my life sure. uh, on TV. And it's a, a part of pop culture, and it's uh, it's cool to, to be here. And not, uh, I'm not going to get hit in the crotch or anything, right? <laughs> no, Bob, of course not. <laughs> he also appeared on the 2019 30th anniversary special, which was kind of like a look back and everything like that. So Tom Bergeron's on that uh Alfonso Ribeiro is on that, but so is Bob Saget. So in the show, like, let's say when you went number one and... I went number one just before I did this interview. There's two things that, to me, lead to the downgrade of this, right? It's the imitators on, like, every cable thing. Like I said, ridiculousness, Tosh.0, and all... To a degree. All of this stuff, it's just the same thing. And they just, their own spin on it, right? Like, some of it's, like, a younger demographic. Some right. of it, you know, like, it's all this, like, hey, let's see stupid videos, right? It's the same exact show. And there was just tons of them. To the, and they would just, like, fill cable hours to the point of, like, what is America's Funniest Some videos? Is it just, like, the premiere version of this? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's already, like, cheap programming as it is. So, like, to say we're the, hey, this is, like... The, we're the best cheapest. We're, we're the best cheapest... Highest quality crappy crap. Yeah. clip program. And then to make it... To make matters worse, this was all over the internet, right? Yeah. Especially once, like... TikTok and Instagram came along where the short videos could be put up and stuff. For the short attention like, spans, yeah. It was really over at that point. Like, what is this even, who is this even for? Like, half the videos you probably saw already. Yeah, that's another good point. Now with the internet, I mean, again, it's not like this is new. The YouTube's yeah. been around since, what, 2005? Yeah. I even think I'll Twitter top my head. has clips. But like, Twitter, everything has clips. TikTok, Instagram, and then the compilations that people make, like fail compilations, which yeah. were around 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, a long time. Now, Epic Fail, remember that used to be the thing? Yeah. E-bombs World and sites like that. Yeah. This used to be special in the early 90s because you had no other way to see things like this. Well, blooper clips were just not a thing people had access to of any kind. Well, it was only what they showed you. Especially people submitting stuff. Yeah. Like, of course you're not going to see someone else's home movies and why would you want to? But of course you're not going to see someone so in Des Moines, no Iowa. methods. Right. But once the internet hit and then like you said, there were imitator shows. I mean, in multiple countries, I mean, there was a, there the English version You've been framed, which I guess is kind of like a hybrid of this and that sounds camera. Scary. It, not for murder, Quinn. It's just any crime. You could have been framed for. Oh, uh, that's true. But I mean, normally stealing coconuts at the store or something. Who is framed for stealing coconuts? I I don't know. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I don't by the know. Way? Do, stole. Uh, did they find out? Uh, Was it Christopher Lloyd? I forget what the ending is. Like who actually framed? I think it's that that animated weird dude framed him. Yes, like, you're right. Chris, I think that is Christopher Lloyd. It right? is right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, You've Been Framed was on from 1990 until 2022, the British version. We want to know, if you don't live in the U.S., what's your equivalent? Did you like your equivalent? I think, though, that there was influence. Do you think this show influenced anything, or it was just happened to be the first, and this kind of crap would have happened anyway? What do you I think? I mean, considering that this is so cheap to produce, I'm surprised it wasn't quickly everywhere. Yeah. Right? I mean, like it just seems like such easy programming, especially if you're running a small-time station. Well, in another area, right? It's just so easy to produce. What's interesting, too, is it wasn't... I mean, it truly wasn't Vindabona's concept. It, it was his idea to bring it to the United States mm-hmm. and to make the whole show about the funny videos. But even the concept of funny commentary over uh, home videos was a Japanese yeah. 
I think innovation. that's the funniest thing is that it's all based off a segment yeah, of, a of, Japanese Jap- variety of, a, show. of another thing in Japan. Yeah, which they would credit at the end of every episode. I, yeah. They might still. I think God, they have the re- to. Imagine the money that Ken and whatever. Ken and Kato. Ken and Kato and made. Tokyo Broadcasting. Made off just that like they probably weren't even doing that segment well, anymore. They, yeah, they were probably just like reaping the rewards of it. I'm pretty sure Tokyo Broadcasting owned and maybe still does own half the show. Yeah. Think about that. It's crazy. So like Tom Bergeron hosted for 14 years, Carlton for eight, Bob Simon. It's been on for 33, 34 years. I'll say this. If you're Tokyo Broadcasting, it's no wonder that they keep it going because it's probably just a cash register. Probably just brings in very easy, steady money. It I might not bring in a lot, but it brings in steady right. income. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's doing gangbusters in the Nielsen's or anything, but yeah. enough people are watching it for ABC to justify keeping it on. I must be making the money in some regard. It fills a spot on their lineup. I think it does, and I think that's... Unfortunately, that's probably the best way to describe this show in general. Yeah. It filled a spot in my TV viewing. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't have the same legacy. Like, the only legacy is the spinoff shows and, like, YouTube it feels more like a precursor thing than it feels... It doesn't even feel revolutionary because, like, Candid Camera existed or whatever. It just has this, like, strange charm because of, like, Bob Saget and when it was on. I was just going to say, if it was in the hands of someone else when it debuted, and I'm not saying anyone else, but the wrong person, I don't think it would have hit number five in the ratings, and I don't think it would have... Uh, I don't think it would have stayed as popular as it did in the 90s. Again, it did keep declining, and that's by nature of the design of the show, I think, right? I don't, see- I don't think they ever had plans right. that it would even still be on past two years. I, like, don't, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a sleeper hit in the first season. And it's like, amazing it's still on. Like It's almost like a television miracle. Does right? it- <laughs> like, how, how does it still exist? Does it need to be on? No. There's like no need for this show, right? It's, it has <laughs> absolutely zero purpose. In the internet age? Yeah. It's strictly there for advertisers, right? It's there to fill a spot in the programming, right? I don't even think it's there for advertisers. (laughs) I think it's just there to fill a spot. And what would you put on at Sunday at (laughs) 8 or whatever? Nobody's watching. Let's be real here, right? I think you're right, though. Yeah. But can we both agree that it's the most charming period of the early 90s, right? When Bob Saget, Danny Tanner hosted it, it was unique, at Mm -hmm. least for a while, right? true. Until that wore off. And I think it is fondly remembered. I mean, I'm speaking for myself and the few people that I know, but I want to hear from you guys. I think it is fondly remembered. I think I remember as a kid, eight, nine years old, looking forward to it because it was easy. Yeah. It was consu- a consumable. You throw it on usually before something, yeah. whatever you were going to watch later. You it's know, true. you need to kill some time, throw on America's Funniest Home Videos, you mm-hmm. know? And I really do think, to give Bob Saget one last little send off here, I really do think that he was a lot more quirky. And had a, a better sensibility than I think that people might have thought at the time due to the Danny Tanner character being... It's true. It did, it did expand him. It really... Like, he really was a good television personality. He never really did make it that big afterwards, though. No, because he... It felt like that, that that America's Funniest Videos was the tail end of Bob Saget. On, as a television career, and then he had yeah. the stand-up, you know, resurgence in the later yeah, part. Yeah, but he just never was at the heights of, like, Danny Tanner ever again. No, but to be on two hit shows at the same time... Pretty good. For several years yeah. is pretty good. And he was the reason I watched it. One of the big reasons. Definitely. Plus, plus it was funny. So folks, we want to know your thoughts and let us know. Did you watch it? Do you watch it? Do you like Tom Bergeron? 
someone's got it. Who likes Tom Bergeron? It's just like tap water, right? Yeah. You, just, you have it because you need to. He, he exists. <laughs> right? Like, it's like saying, do you like my concrete patio? Yeah. No, but it's functional. Do you like that my house is built out of bricks? Like, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, right. Like, it's like saying, do you like your washing machine? Yeah. I don't know. It gets my clothes clean. Yeah. That's how we ridiculous. feel about Tom Bergeron. Let us know, folks. Do you like the show? Do you still watch the show? And uh, if you don't, why did you stop? Let us know that, of course, at AWM Podcast on Twitter. Join our group. But most of all, keep those cameras safely rolling because yes. next week we will be back for something completely different. Until that time, this is Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We will see you next week. Yeah.